Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report, another brand new show for your ears on this Tuesday. It is June 8th, year of our goddess Lilith 2021. Oh, hell, Lilith. It is right to give her thanks and praise. Hey, kids, I'm your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. And sitting here in the Batcave with me is the Rear Admiral himself, Stanley's dad, <laughs> Sheriff of Ghost Town, Mayor of Knuckleville. Knuckleville? I'm no, no, just making shit Scongeli up. hater. Scongeli. <laughs> Guido Scongeli. <laughs> it's his mob name. He's also known as... Odegaard. Some folks call him Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo ho, Eddie! Come on, the Scungili is that Scungili that repeated rocks. on me throughout the night. Oh, stop! It's gross shit! <laughs> Such a ninny when it comes oh, to it's food. Awful. That was terrible. Well, it's we'll, not good. We'll get that taste out of your mouth next Monday. <laughs> That'll be fine. <laughs> hey, kids, we got a hell of a show lined up for you today. If I say so myself, because on the counter you want to know why. I'm going to tell you why because. It's Tuesday. That means TV Tunes Tuesday. Can't believe we haven't done this one shocking. before. Shocking we haven't done it. Not only is it shocking that we haven't covered this particular TV theme song mm-hmm. to a much beloved family sitcom, uh-huh. but this TV theme mm-hmm. had four different incarnations throughout the run of the show. I don't Which, think we've ever had four different versions of the same It was theme rebooted the four times? Yes. Huh. Four different versions. So we'll huh. break them all down for you. A little bit later in the program, we have entertainment news. We got calls. We got so much stuff to get to. I think we better jump right in. And we're going to jump right in by finding out who the new owner is of Eddie's artwork. (laughs) From the very popular Drawn in 60 Seconds segment here on the Ralph Report. Very popular. Brand new piece of masterful art that I have dubbed Steve versus the Fireplace. (laughs) Steve wins. It is Steve Ashton. Uh, drunkenly relieving himself in the fireplace yes. of the master bedroom of my home where he was, <laughs> was a guest. I've gotten questions about the drawing about what are the dots on his butt. Yeah. I assumed they were uh, hairs. I figured he... So people he, have gone, are those, are those pimples or are those hairs? And I'm, no, they're actually dimples. Wow. They're butt dimples. He doesn't have any cottage cheese on all his butt. I, I just assume because I know he he, he has lost he's some weight. He's in the gym all the time. He has lost some weight, but you can't, you can't work off cottage cheese. I mean, no, cellulite can, you can't work can off. Beef up those glutes so that just fills out all that skin. <laughs> I'm just saying that was, my, that was my homage to him losing all that weight. Oh, he's going to love he's hearing that. He's got a dimply butt. We'll hear from uh, Steve tomorrow <laughs> about his reaction to the Steve versus the fireplace <laughs> piece of wait. art. Uh, as you know, what we do here on the Ralph Report is not a raffle. We call it a Ralphle. <laughs> we do? Well, some people have suggested we do that. <laughs> um, you don't pay me anything and get a ticket. No, that's not. I'm not here to make any money. What we do is we encourage you to make any donation, any size donation, to the charity of the week. And those folks who can uh, send me proof of their donation then uh, are in the running to perhaps walk away with this fabulous piece of mm. art, this one-of-a-kind original piece of art. It's beautiful. Uh, this week's charity was the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Uh, we had a, a, a Garmy member dealing with a, a kid who's uh, yeah, fighting awful. that disease right now, and we have another Garmy member who actually is uh, he's 33 years old, been living with him his whole life, Ooh. and uh, he's uh, very optimistic about future treatments. Apparently, they're doing some good work with cystic fibrosis. So... We asked you if you could make a donation of any size to either the CFF or a comparable charity in your neck of the woods. And we did just that. We got um, people donating to the Cystic Fibrations Foundation in Canada, in Ireland, in England, all around the world. Good job, guys. Cystic Fibrosis charities have benefited from Eddie's goofy little pen and ink 
sketch of Steve Ashton peeing into a fireplace. Should we send the foundation the picture that I, that raised all that money? I think show we want them, to stay incognito. In this show them how it was case. raised. Dozens of you <laughs> donated, as you always do, because God damn it, Garmy, you're just the best. I want to uh, single out some people, however, who really went uh, above and beyond. Uh, Deborah Eskenazi, Eskenazi uh, donated $50 to the nice. cause. As did Kelly Leonard, another $50. Sean Barger, another $50. And Nicole Bush also donated $50. I want to give a special shout out to Andrea Jones. Andrea is a nurse. And uh, she has had to um, work with kids who are suffering from oh, cystic fibrosis. my God. And so she said that this is in honor and memory of the many CF patients I have taken care of. Uh, Andrea Jones is her name, if I didn't mention it. And she donated $65 okay. because she said, I donated $65 because CF is often called 65 roses because long story short, the kids who are afflicted with the disease often can't pronounce it because they're so young. So they can't say cystic fibrosis. So they teach them to say oh. 65 roses. Oh my God. Doesn't that just break you up? Yes. Oh. Uh, she's a respiratory therapist specializing in neonatal and pediatrics. And then she later became a nurse at, in the NICU. And you know how I feel about NICUs. Anyway, I love my career, and I'm glad it has offered me the opportunity to donate to such a worthy cause. Thanks again for the opportunity. That's uh, Andrea Jones with a donation of $65. That's awesome. So you guys have been awesome. Let's look at the grand total of what we raised for CF Charities. Almost $500 oh, raised for those job, charities. Everybody. So well done, kids. We appreciate that. But now here's the moment of truth. I've taken everybody who donated. I put their name in this fishbowl. You can hear the paper in the fishbowl. I, I couldn't do this if it wasn't real. I no, couldn't make this you could noise. could not fake that you at all. You can't fake that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to mix it up by hand, too. You also hear that? No, you can't you fake that can't either. can't fake that. Those are genuine. And then what I'm going to do is have the artist himself reach okay. into the fishbowl. He will pick out one name, and that will be this week's lucky winner uh, of one. the Drawn in 60 Seconds art piece. Yeah, I'm unfolding it. Couldn't actually, fake that sound actually either. Actually unfolding That's it. That's actual paper being actually unfolded. Now hear me read it. All right. Your winner is Christy Stoker. Christy Stoker, Christy you are the winner Stoker. of Steve versus the fireplace. Hang it in a place of honor in your home. I suggest maybe the bathroom over the toilet. <laughs> I think that would be perfect. I think it would be inspirational to maybe people who have a shy bladder. They can look at Steve <laughs> having no shyness to his bladder whatsoever. And hopefully they'll and be encouraged. Strong stream. So indeed, it's <laughs> like <laughs> he's putting out a fire. Uh, Christy, congratulations! You are the new owner, and I got your address here. I will be sending that out to you uh, shortly. So congratulations! <laughs> Thanks again to everybody who donated. Yes, you guys that, are awesome. That was awesome. Uh, before we get into the show itself. Do we have time for some garbage people oh, real yeah. quick? Always. Yeah, I thought so. Welcome to the world. People are garbage. Yeah. This story is uh, about garbage people, mm -hmm. but it has a happy ending. Oh, good. My favorite kind of garbage yeah. people story. Stephen Colsante sent this in, by the way. Thank you, Stephen. You can send me uh, any story ideas or anything you want. You can always send it to me at ralph at theralphreport.com. This involves a small Texas bakery, Eddie Pence, mm -hmm. in Lufkin, Texas. Okay. East Texas. Little mom and pop bakery called Confections. Sounds nice. It sounds lovely. Yeah. I bet Lufkin's an adorable small town, and Confections is the local bakery there. Everybody goes to get their birthday cakes yeah. and stuff sounds, like that. Sounds wonderful. Well, they've been uh, suffering from a backlash, Eddie Pence. Oh, why? I don't know if you're aware or not, but June is Pride Month. Yes. For the LGBTQIA communities. Yes. And so this particular business, Confections, posted a photo of their rainbow-decorated cookies in the shape of a heart, accompanied by the message on social media, more love, less hate, happy pride to all our LGBTQ friends, all lovers of cookies and happiness are welcome here. Oh, I love these people. You couldn't put a nicer statement out there during Pride Month, right. I think. Uh, turns out not everyone in Texas feels the same way. Eddie what? They, Texas? They Come on. They received a deluge, that if you liberal will. liberal haven? Are you kidding me? Of negative, hateful comments. I'm shocked. 
and uh, one large order of summer-themed cookies, five dozen of them that were ordered to be picked up the next day, uh, they called up and canceled because of the rainbow cookie and the statement that Confections put on wow. their social media and their website. Wow. So they lost a ton of business. Ugh. And they had a uh, an overload of cookies just sitting there that they had to move because the people canceled yeah, the order. Fuck, man. Here's what the owner said. My heart is heavy. Honestly, I never thought that a post that literally said more love, less hate <laughs> would result in this kind of backlash. Has he a, lived in the world? To a very small business that is struggling to stay afloat and spread a little cheer through baked goods. Now, uh, here's the good news. Yeah. This story got picked up on the interwebs and started to spread, became a bit of a viral sensation. So suddenly, what was an overabundance of cookies available for sale? Well, you're going to like what happened next. The post attracted more than 11,000 likes, and then people from around the world started ordering baked goods and uh, special orders from this tiny little bakery in East oh. Texas. Not to mention, local people started showing up. In fact, at the day after they posted what had happened to them on Saturday, Confections showed up on Facebook with some good news. They had sold out of everything that they had in the store, and a line of customers stretched down the street outside the business. So uh, they completely emptied the shelves of Confections there, had a banner day for their business because people were reacting to what other people had done to these folks who were just trying to shed some love. Good, good. There's good in the world. Miranda Dolder, who was the owner, uh, wrote a comment after it was all over, said, thank you to everyone, and still, more love, less hate, always. So uh, garbage people took their (laughs) shot, and then the good people of the world came back and countered and check and mate to those assholes. So people are garbage. But you can often say... And show them how it's done. Right. Well, garbage people are usually the vocal minority, and they're the first ones to respond. But then I think there's there's more people in the world that love and want nice things for other people, and it just takes a little motivation to get them going. But the good people are usually easily motivated into action, yes. both with their feet and their wallets. Right. And they have, look what happened today with us raising money for cystic fibrosis yeah. for a guy peeing in a uh, fireplace. <laughs> If they just need an opportunity to shine, and yeah. good people will. Yes. So I was happy to see that Confections Bakery in Texas is uh, benefiting from their act of kindness, and they weren't tamped down by the garbage Ugh. people in the world. So that's good. Yes, it is. Very good. All right. Uh, before we get into phone calls, you can't forget it's a Tongue Twister Tuesday, no, so we got to no. we got to knock that out. What? What? I what? did kill it last week. You, so last two weeks, last you've two been weeks, en flambe, as they say, <laughs> en flambe in France. Okay. Yes, you've been el, el, en fuego. En, en fuego, they say in Espanol. <laughs> See, you can learn a lot here. On fire on in English. On, you've been on fire. Yes. Are you ready, steady, Eddie? Because it's gonna be so many words you cannot say over, over, and again. E- so take a breath, prepare yourself the best you possibly can be for Tiddly Twister Tuesday. Today's tongue twister comes from little Kisa Ramos. Kisa is one of our youngest listeners of the Ralph Report, and she wanted to call in and suggest her favorite tongue twister oh, for us to do. Okay. Uh, her mom, Corin, apparently is signed off on this, so it's okay. She, <laughs> I'll try not to she's use in profane the language when I screw it up. She's a little kid, and she wanted to suggest her favorite tongue twister to us for this Tongue Twister Tuesday. Hi, Mr. Rowe. My name is Kisa, and I have a suggestion for Tongue Twister Tuesday. Maybe my mommy may move to Miami, or maybe my mommy may not. Maybe my mommy may move to Miami, or maybe my mommy may not. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, Kisa. She's very well-spoken. Very well-spoken. Wow. Uh, Corin, you should be very proud of your little girl. She is so uh, self-contained and, yes. and impressive. I couldn't do that. No, that didn't meander off at all. That was Sounds like she's about 10. I would never be able to, to make <laughs> no. that happen. And she had me at Mr. Ralph, by the way. It's my favorite way for kids to refer to me. Um, so anyway, here is Kisa's tongue twister. Once again, if you're playing at home, maybe my mommy may move to Miami or maybe my mommy may not. It's got some rhythm to it. It does. That might help us. I printed out a copy for you, Eddie Pence. I've got my own copy here as always. Three times 
is mandatory. Right. Speed is of the essence. <laughs> All right, Keith. Right, go for it. This is for you. Let us know how we do. <clears throat> maybe my mommy may move to Miami or maybe my mommy may not. Maybe my mommy may move to Miami or maybe my mommy may not. Maybe my mommy may move to Miami or maybe my mommy may not. Wow. Boom. Dude. Boom. You killed that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fuck. That's, damn it. Yeah. It's a lot to live up to. I can't. All right. Here we go. All right. Maybe my mommy may move to Miami or maybe my mommy may not. <laughs> You're going to count that one? I think that counts. Are you going to count that one? That counted. Wow, fine. Okay, if that's how you want to play the game, that's fine. No, if you're happy with it, I'm happy with it. I feel that count. That should be counted. If you're happy with it, I'm happy happy with with it. it. Fine, fair enough. Maybe my mommy may move to Miami or maybe my mommy may not. Maybe my mommy may move to Miami or maybe my mommy may not. Maybe my mommy, my lips are literally cramping. Oh, come on. Oh, my God. My, I got... My lips are literally... Your lips aren't cramping. They are literally cramping. Wow, Tracy must be one <laughs> lucky lady in the in the boudoir. Oh God! Maybe my mommy may move to Miami, or maybe my mommy may not. <laughs> maybe my mommy may move to Miami, or maybe my mommy may not. Maybe my mommy may move to Miami, or maybe my mommy may not. Maybe my mommy may move to Miami. Maybe my mommy may not. I can't do it. You're just making noise at this point. <laughs> Oh, I man. can't do. Maybe my mommy may move to Miami. Maybe my mommy may not. I failed. That was not. I failed. That was not good. So good. So goes the streak. So goes the streak. We'll pick it up next week oh. on Tongue Twister Tuesday. Tongue Twister Tuesday. It's a twister. It's a twister. Say it. Say it. Tongue Twister Tuesday. Tongue Twister Tuesday. Do you think no one would notice? If you you say it fast enough, you think we'd be like, okay, fine. Just kept the same rhythm? Yes. That was my plan. All right. Let's turn our attention to you, beloved members of the Garmy. So many ways you can reach out to us, but we really love it when you leave your voicemail messages on the Ralph Report Hotline. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it is available to you so you can leave your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments. All you got to do is dial up that number, one 833 Hi, Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> then I listen to those phone calls. I grab a handful that catch my ear, and we put them here in Garmy on the line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. First up is Edwin. He called in. Nice name. He's got cicada fever. I mentioned oh, yeah. a lot of Garmy members have cicada fever. I bet. He's looking forward to next Monday with great anticipation. But he has pointed out something that I didn't even think about. The true danger of this coming Munch in Monday yeah, is, could... is, is nothing that we've discussed well, yet. Really? Yeah. Hi, Ralph. Edwin from La Mirada here. I got to thinking, what if Eddie loves the chocolate-covered cicadas? I mean, if he gets addicted to them and he craves them, right? he can't get them for another 17 years. Yes. This is kind of like Cadbury eggs that come out around Easter. They're so good, and then he can't get them for another year. But 17 years worth. So don't get addicted, Eddie, is what I'm saying. Love you, mean it, bye. The true danger is you loving them so much that you're going to become obsessed with them, and then they're not going to be available I'm, after yeah, this I year. think there's 0% chance. I'm concerned. I wouldn't. You don't need to concern yourself you're, with that You're going to eat one and go, I need many, many more of these. How do we no, make that happen? I would be more concerned with your carpets. Is what I, that's where you should focus your concern. There will be buckets. Your carpets or this laptop in front of you. There will be buckets. There should be concern there. There will be buckets. Okay. Uh, speaking of chocolate-covered cicadas... Uh, Rob in New York still has an issue with uh, how we pronounce chocolate. Still not, still not. Uh, I don't know what he wants. We're still not doing it right. Hi, Ralph. Rob from New York. Yo, how are you? Uh, here to settle this once and for all. Got my wife and daughter here. What is the opposite of vanilla? Chocolate. Say it again. Chocolate. Chocolate. Not chocolate. Definitely not chocolate. <laughs> chocolate. 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 
instead of chocolate. Instead of chocolate, they want chocolate. 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 That's mm. such a New York thing. Is, who's wow. the who's the who's the wow the odd man out in this scenario? Them. Yes. Them. If they're going chocolate, chocolate. that's on them. No, they're it's not just, it's not chocolate. Can't make us chocolate. It's gotta be chocolate. God. Yesterday, Eddie said, oh, I wish I was there at Disney for the opening of the Avengers mm, Campus. Oh, to stand in endless lines mm. and be overcharged. Oh, the <laughs> oh, the sheer joy of it. Let's talk to Matt, a Garmy member who was actually there, and see how he feels <laughs> about your uh, envy. Hey, this call is for Eddie, Matt, Buena Park, Free Star. I was down at Avengers Campus this weekend. Not fun. <laughs> Six hours in line just to get into the land. And then another four-hour wait to get on the one and only ride. And it broke at 9.30, <laughs> a half hour before the park closed. So, yeah, not fun. Yeah, not fun. We'll give me a bite. Six hours to get in. To get to the land. I wonder why they did it that way. Four hours to get on the ride. Right. That's 10 hours of doing nothing at Disneyland. Well, see, I don't know why they did it that way. Because when they opened Galaxy's Edge a couple years ago... They did uh, like a whole event where it was like a, the pass holders had passes for guests and then yeah. they, they they tiered it out with time. So mm. they kind of controlled the crowd going into Galaxy's Edge and there was only one, one ride there anyway. What could have been different a couple of years ago versus this I year? I know there's a pandemic. Oh, that's right. But they still could have like, I don't know, figured out a way to make it a lottery system or something to control the crowd. Something went horribly wrong. Right. And Matt says you didn't, you didn't miss a thing. I probably still would have liked to have been there. Stop saying that. No. We've proven you wrong I, in this particular I still, instance. I still would have. Like the, I would, I don't know, maybe if I was there for free. I didn't have to pay to get in there, maybe. Well, sure. <laughs> I'd stand there for six hours for free. Fair enough. There's your okay. offer, Disney. <laughs> There's the it's your, it's your move now. Ball's in your court. <laughs> and he's willing to come to your theme park. You let me in for free, I'll stand there. <laughs> he doesn't have to pay for anything. That's how we're going to do it. Yeah. They Best. have people willing to stand there for money. <laughs> I don't really think they need your free standing. Hey, look, I put my offer out. They can refuse it if they want. All right, we'll wait to hear from them. You know the number, one eight three three high ralph disney if you want to check in Come on, Mickey, give me a call. Uh, Ian had a question for where did it come from. Hey there, Ralph, Eddie, and Steve. This is Ian, uh, two-star from Buena Park. I just have a question for where does it come from. Uh, fly by the seat of your pants. I have hmm. no freaking clue what that means, hmm. but um, I've heard it several times through my life. Yeah. So wonder if you can answer that for me, Ralph. All right. Love you. Mean it. Bye. That's a good one, Ian. Why do we say you're flying by the seat of your pants? Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? I <laughs> Flying by the seat of your pants. We all know what it means, right? You don't have a plan. You're improvising. Yeah. You're just going winging with the it. flow. You're winging it. Yeah. And you're hoping that maybe something will come to you and you'll be able to... Uh, <laughs> figure something out that's how i live my life yeah really who knows more about flying by the seat of their <laughs> pants than you do well this won't come as a total surprise but the origin of the phrase flying by the seat of your pants comes from the early days of aviation hmm. it originated in great britain and the phrase was flying by the seat of your trousers I say, old boy, you're flying by the seat of your trousers. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it got Americanized in the 1930s to flying by the seat of your pants. Well, yeah, could we call them pants? Yeah, pants. You know what pants are in England? What? Underwear. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. I remember Steve telling me that. Yeah. Um, now, here's the thing. Since early aircraft didn't have the instruments of modern planes, pilots had to rely primarily on their own perceptions and judgment. Early pilots, in fact, flew without radios or any kind of fancy oh. gadgets. So they had to learn to react to the feel of the plane. Hmm. And the body part that had most contact with the plane was your ass. Wow. They literally could feel the plane's vibrations, how the engine was running, whether it was running hot or cold, what the temperature situation was like. They could judge hmm. a lot from the seat of their pants I would by not have, sitting in the plane. I would not have flown early on. That body part had the most contact with the ship. And so they were able to estimate wind speed and external temperature and the overall condition of the plane simply by paying attention to their asses. And so the, the <laughs> counting on that information, that alone became known as flying by the seat of your pants. I can pay attention to wind speed through my ass. Oh, boy. 
And then it got extrapolated out into all different circumstances. So when you're just going with your own gut instinct right. without any real information or plans, flying by the you're seat flying your by the seat of your pants. Huh. How about that? How about that? How about that? That's a good one, Ian. Well done, sir. That's where that comes from. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? No, no, no. Yesterday, I revealed my uh, deep-seated hatred for John Denver. <laughs> yes. He's, uh, he was... Out of nowhere, he too, was, really. He was bullshit on all levels. Just out of nowhere. He, the little fucking glasses, the little round bullshit glasses. 12 Days of Christmas with the Muppets isn't a great... Isn't a classic? Nah. Really? No. Wow. Yeah, the Muppets are fine. Yeah, with the 12 Days of Christmas with John Denver and the yeah, Muppets. Yeah, I know. Who sang it? It's great. Anybody. Plug anybody else into that song. It's automatically better. Okay. Him with his weird Cousin Oliver fucking hairdo. What about and, the Dear God movies? Once again, George Burns, great. Plug anyone else in that role opposite him. Anybody. You, you're, you're greatly improving that product. Okay. John Denver was bullshit. Fine. And so Ben feels my pain, and he uh, brought up something which I'd forgotten about but love. Hey, Ralph. It's Ben Kenber here, two-star general in Los Angeles, California. And uh, uh, Monday's show, your um, disdain for the songs of John Denver was actually quite palpable. And I thought I would recommend to you one of my happy hits that might uh, give you some sort of release of sorts. It's called The Death of John Denver <laughs> by Monty Python. It's short and sweet and one of the funniest things I ever heard in my young life. LMB, brother, take care. Actually, uh, Ben, I am familiar with this little piece of Python. It is actually called Farewell to John Denver. Mm. And it, too, filled me with joy when I was young and I would listen to it. You can find it online real quickly, though. Here it is in its entirety, the Monty Python bit called Farewell to John Denver. And now the sound of John Denver being strangled. You came on my pillow. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. That's the farewell to John Denver. And oh, it's fuck, that's funny. It's spectacular. <laughs> oh, if only, if only those hands were mine. Ah, uh, twerk so. Oh. And speaking of happy hits, you know, we play an upbeat song every day here on the Ralph Report to make your day a little bit better. We call them our happy hits. Stacy, one of our teacher friends out there in the Garmy, you know, school's starting to wrap up. ULA, ULA, LA, USD. This week, Friday's the last day of school. There we go. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Stacy's a educator. She is gearing up for what many teachers are calling the roughest experience in their professional lives. Hey, Ralph, Eddie, and Steve. This is Stacy, four-star general from Lake Balboa. Since March of last year, it has been a crazy year and a half of teaching. And coming up on June 11th, it's the last day of school for LA Unified. And if you could possibly play schools out for the summer, I would so be grateful to you for hearing it. It would be such a happy hit. Um, this hybrid learning, learning on Zoom, teaching on Zoom, and having to learn all of it in, uh, I don't even know, a quick minute before it all began last March. Um, it has been one hell of a ride. Anyway, for all of the Los Angeles Unified teachers that listen to the Ralph Report, I think we'd all appreciate hearing it. So this Friday, June 11th, school is out for the summer. And just appreciating all you, Ralph Ralph and Steve and Eddie, what you've done to really help me get through each and every day of this very difficult teaching situation. 21 years of teaching in this last year and a half mm. has been a doozy. Anyway, guys, I love you. Mean it. Bye. Well, there's no secret how we feel about teachers on this show, not only uh, the local ones, but teachers all around the world who listen to this show. Thank you for everything that you do. It's almost that time where you can take a breath. Here's Alice Cooper's School's Out.
Almost. Almost. Yeah. Almost. Boy, it was the best time of year when I was a kid. Oh, I loved it. That last week, oh. we were just counting down. Teachers weren't doing anything. Oh, you're watching movies Nothing. most of the time. Oh, it's the best. Or slide slide <laughs> presentations. We used to get a lot of those. Slide, in last week at school, slide presentations? Yeah, I don't know why, but it was a lot of slides. Oh, we had films. I know. We, we had, had films too, but for some reason, sometimes we get slides. Slides. Yeah. Or you get those big overhead projectors, you know? And yeah. You just, but everything was just very sort of uh, visual learning. It yeah. wasn't a lot of It was half-assed. It was, it was very half-assed. Very half-assed. So thanks again to all the teachers out there. Thanks to everybody who called in today. You, too, can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment. But the only way for that to be humanly possible is if you call me. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All right, now it's time for us to take a look at the huge calendar that hangs here on the Batcave wall and find out what holidays are associated with today, June 8th. Not every holiday that's celebrated, however, is valid. Sometimes we'll call bullshit and say, that's a holiday. Holiday or holiday, please tell me what we celebrate, Ralph Garman. This is going to get me in trouble, I know. Why? But I think this is completely unnecessary. <laughs> it's World Pet Memorial Day. Oh, World Pet oh. Memorial Day. This is a time for pet owners to remember their furry companions that have passed away. Okay, look. If this day has to jar your memory, so you go, oh, fuck, I forgot I had that dog that I loved. That fucking parrot, oh. Then you're the worst pet parent ever. <laughs> likely, more likely, is that you had a, an animal that passed away and that memory has stayed with you and you yes. still miss that pet. I don't yeah. think you need June 8th to roll around for you to say, oh, right, I used to have a pet. Well, I wonder whatever <laughs> happened to him. That's bullshit. I've had so many pets. I, could, I would eat up the whole day, me thinking about yeah, all Yeah, that's my true. Just, you don't have that kind of time. I don't have that kind of time. But here are some recommendations from the folks who are uh, putting together World of Pet oh. Memorial Day in case you feel like you haven't done enough. Mm. Um, create a statue or, memor <laughs> <laughs> or memorial stone for your pet and place it in your garden or walkway. So throw a rock out in the dirt and go, that's for that's, Fluffy. That's my pet right there. <laughs> um, <A> statue. <laughs> Gather up all the photos of your pet and make a photo pet album. Mm. Oh, you're a sad, sad person if this is what you're Ooh. doing. Learn to draw or paint mm. and then do a picture of your pet. No. Or have that picture painted by a local artist. That's going to take more than a day. <laughs> That's true. That's if you have dedication. to learn to paint. Get a tattoo in memory nope. of your no, pet. That's a fucking dumb idea <laughs> to have a French bulldog on your fucking right You pet. can have your parakeet. You can get you could put it on your shoulder. Put Pookie my parakeet where, on my shoulder. Where Pookie used to live there on your shoulder. And then I can put his little beak on my thumb, and then I can put the thumb back on his face. So look, I'm not anti-pet. I'm not against feeling bad that your pet died. Don't misconstrued what I'm saying. I'm just saying this holiday is some bullshit. Yeah, just awesome. go get a new pet. Yeah. Now Makes this, you feel better. This is what I can get behind. World Oceans Day. We don't take enough time to appreciate oceans. We, we, we fuck up the oceans pretty good. We fuck up the land and the air as well. Yeah, but the ocean is almost more important than yeah, the land. It's all very important. Uh, it provides a lot of food for people to see in general, fuck, like scungili. Fuck scungili. We wouldn't have scungili 
the gift of the ocean. Maybe we should poison the oceans a little <laughs> without bit the seas. A little bit more. Uh, it creates oxygen, yeah. which is something we need. Heard about that. Got to have that. Uh, it impacts weather everywhere, the condition of the seas. It purifies water that runs to the ocean, evaporates, and falls as rain. Mm. And it provides the basis for a large number of medicines. A lot of the ingredients are taken from the sea mm. as well. Okay. So stop fucking with the seas. Yeah, but we just throw it in the water and we forget about it. It's World Oceans Day. That's why we have giant masses of plastic floating around. Oh, that big giant plastic island yeah. out in the Pacific. It's not good. No. So absolutely, on this day, think of the oceans. It's also National Call Your Doctor Day. Why? Why? Well, this is uh, primarily for young women. This is a reminder for them to schedule their annual exam, their well-woman exam, they oh. call it. Because, interestingly enough, when they do the surveys, mm -hmm. women, more than almost any other group, delay their routine health care because they place the priorities of work, other family members, and other obligations before their own health. So this is a day reminding them, you got to make a, you got to schedule an appointment, go get, go see your doctor so you can gauge in preventative medicine yeah. and uh, you don't have to deal with a bigger problem down well, the road. I knew growing up, my grandmother and my mother were both very, they were the caretakers of the family. So they always put everyone else's needs before their own. That's so what they're saying. That stuff would always get kicked way down the line. Yeah, so they, I don't get, know if they that, get your appointment made yes. and your dad's appointment made right. and everyone else got taken care of. And they said, well, I'll, I'll get to my exam right. next year. But I don't something. know if that's changed at all in this newer generation. I know, you know, prior generations, it was much more that way. Well, I don't know. I think women just, uh, just by their per personalities tend to put the needs right. and wants of others above themselves. Because yeah. I know I'm told to make lots of calls to doctors by my wife. Yeah. Well, so she, but she, she has to. She she's, constantly reminds she's doctoring me all the time herself. Yeah, she doesn't she has really have to. a choice. No. This is for women who are just sort of ignoring their uh, their health. This is a day for you. Just call your doctor and make the appointment. Yeah. You'll be glad you did. Today's also Best Friends Day. Hmm. Do you get really have best friends as a grown-up? That sounds like <laughs> that sounds like something that I left behind in high school. I have good friends. I don't I know. Have if, good friends I don't know too. If, I haven't been asked who my best friend is lately. That's because you're a grown-ass man. This is a dumb <laughs> holiday. It's for children. Children have best friends, and that can vary. I know in the case of right. my own daughter, day to day. Yes. Week to week. Well, yeah. Best friends come hour and best hour, friends go. Really? If someone told me who's your best friend, I'd say. Shut up. It's got to be me. I'm here every day. You're not my best friend. Come on. You're a good friend. You're a good friend. But too. I have friends that go way back. Yes. Early, early in my yes, life. Yes, you have ones that they're there for your, they know you. That I'm still in contact yeah. with in Philly. And I got a, another guy I, I've spent, you know, 30 years of my life knowing uh, in, in New York. But they're almost like family at that point. You wouldn't yes, consider exactly. them best friends. Well, I think I would. Isn't that the definition of best friends? Like Someone I've met friends through I've, thick and thin? I'm still friends with people I'm with high school, but I don't keep in regular contact with them. When we see them, it's like old times. But well, I still that's on go, you, man. Go I best friend. I don't know how you roll. I don't know. I don't know how you I'm treat your friends. I'm a loner. I'm a rebel. <laughs> Dot, Dottie. <laughs> you don't want to get mixed up with a guy you like me. You don't want to get mixed up with a guy like me. <laughs> I'm a loner, Dottie. Oh, <laughs> uh, here we go. Now we're getting into it. Uh, see, there's something you can't appreciate at all. What? Today's National Name Your Poison Day. Oh, name your poison. Chocolate milk. That's not a poison. A, if you drink enough of it. This is your bartender's way of asking you what you want to drink. And this phrase goes back to March 24th. Well, then why isn't the holiday March 24th? Yeah. I wonder. Um, March 24th, 1864. In the Daily National Republican newspaper, they posted a story about uh, the latest fashion in Washington is asking a party what they will take to drink. It's please nominate your poison, gentlemen. That's what they used to say. And nominate your poison. Thank God we have since uh, simplified <laughs> it to uh, name your poison. Take your poison. But that's so good. That is I Jack, love when Jack. I sit down and a bartender says, name your poison. And you just say Jack. Because truth is, alcohol is literally poison. Oh, it's absolutely poison. It, you're, you're literally poisoning yourself when you drink. You're putting... Toxic chemicals into your body. Yes. Yes. I read a study just this week uh, by some doctors, I believe in Australia, perhaps, or maybe it was England. Uh, I don't know. They were quacks. I'm not paying attention <laughs> to what they were saying. But they said there is no amount of alcohol that we can safely say now is okay to ingest. Yeah, but you'll get an article every two months going, you should well, a glass say. of wine. Well, it prevents heart attacks. Yeah. And, does it? and they're saying, we've done all the research. There is no right. amount of alcohol that we can recommend yes. that helps your health in any right. way. It's all poisonous. Right. 
They it just, all it hurts your brain and your liver and your heart, right. and it's all I've bad. Gotten in so many arguments with people about like if there's no alcohol is better than any alcohol. That's what these doctors right. were saying. That's the science behind it. To which I say, below me, <laughs> because that may be true, but here's the thing, kids. I'm going to end up just as dead as the people who don't drink. And then <laughs> in those fading, flickering moments of consciousness, who's going to look back and say, I well, had, I had I can't good remember half the shit time. I did. I had some good times. I think I did. My father, when he was diagnosed with brain cancer, turned to me at seconds after the diagnosis. And I'll never forget this because I would have been a blubbering mess in a fetal position on the floor of the hospital. He turned to me and said, I had a great time. And I said, if you can say that about your life when facing yeah. the end, then you did it right. You win. Yeah. And you know what makes me say I had a great time? Booze. Booze. I likes to drink. I've had a great time without I it. I likes to drink. So name your poison, Eddie Pence. Chocolate milk or water. <sighs> I love me some water. That's not what I thought you were going to say. That girl is. Fuck off. Yeah. Oh. Right? No. That's your poison That's right there. Definitely not my poison. That's your poison. I fucking hate that song. It's also National Upsy Daisy Day. Like get out of bed day? Get out of bed. Eat my shorts. <laughs> get up. Get up with vigor. No. And and anticipation of what the day holds. I want to sleep in. Get up gloriously. Gratefully and gleefully, no. say the folks who have put together National Upsy Daisy Day. <laughs> you get up, you just pop out of bed, Upsy Daisy? Nope. No. 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 I am downsy drowsy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Upsy Daisy. I'm not a morning person, nor will I ever be. Me too. But they say you, you should try. You should try to wake no. up and put a smile on your face and be grateful and thankful for all the wonderful things you have in I'm life. Too, Start your day off right. Too busy being miserable in the morning to think of those things. You know what makes me happy in the morning? What? The idea that later on in the day, I'll probably be drinking. See, that gives me... <laughs> that puts a smile on your face, like, upsy-daisy. That's my upsy-daisy. Can't wait to crack this open. I think it was a Dean Martin, I believe, said, I feel bad for people who don't drink. When they wake up in the morning, that's as good as they're going to feel all day. <laughs> I know me. Later on in the evening, I'll probably be feeling a lot better. So, upsy-daisy day. All right, you know what we do at this point? We find a holiday related to a food, and then we run it past Daddy Pence to see if it's something he'd be willing to eat or perhaps stick up his ass, then pull out. Yo. Here's how we do it. We talk about the food, then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If the reels come up and they all match... Jackpot. I mean, Eddie is eaten. However, if they're all mismatched when they land... <laughs> he's not, he's not going to go for it. Today, I think this is a slam dunk. I, I would like to hope so. Let's see. But see if we go two for two. There's no way. There's no way to know. It's it's just a big question Look, mark. Lay it on me, Holmes. What the fuck is that? Sir, jelly donut, sir. A jelly donut? Sir, yes, sir. It's National Jelly-Filled Donut Day. Okay. Jelly-filled donuts. One of the most popular snacks in the world in the United States and Canada. But there are variations of this treat all around the world. The Berliner from Germany, the Krapfen in Krap Austria. Krapfen? The Krapfen in Austria. <laughs> the Krafni in uh, Eastern Europe. The Bumbaloni in Italy. There's all, it, almost every culture has a cakey kind of substance filled with delicious sweetened fruit filling. Mm. The jelly filling is mm. so good. <laughs> <laughs> jelly donuts. Who doesn't love a jelly donut? Mommy, please buy me some jelly donuts. You know who loves donuts? Who? America. Do, Americans yes. consume on average 10 billion wow. jelly donuts per year. Wow. That averages out to about 35 donuts per person. I'm gonna start a donut shop. In case you're wondering. Fuck. You know who probably throws that curve up? Well, he did when he was alive. Elvis Presley. His favorite donut was a Krispy Kreme jelly donuts would eat them a box at a time. No wonder he died taking a constipated shit. <laughs> Jesus. A box of Krispy Kreme jelly donuts. Did he have no one around him that cared for him? He had tons of people they around him. They didn't care him, about him. But 
you didn't say no to the king. Wow. He was literally called the king. A Eddie. box of donuts. King, a, t- a king gets to do what he wants. Oh, my God. So it was all about the jelly donut for the king. That's I think that's nuts. what put our uh, national average way up. He was eating, <laughs> eating them by the dozen that's at a insane. sitting. That's insane. So uh, the jelly donut. Jelly donuts, jelly donuts, always are a treat. Jelly donuts, jelly donuts, are so good to eat. Jelly donuts, jelly donuts, in the bakery store. Every time I see them, I want them more and more. <laughs> the jelly donut. Oh, because there are more wholesome all-American treat than the jelly donut. But it's not about Elvis, and it's not about me. It's about Eddie Pence. Let's pull that handle and find out. Here we go. One jelly donut, two jelly donuts. Oh, come on! I don't like jelly donuts. I like donuts. I like cream-filled donuts. But I don't like jelly donuts. Great googly moogly. I don't like jelly, man. I don't like congealed fruit schmeg in my donut. You don't have to suck it out. No, you just eat off. the whole no. thing in combination. No. I don't want a fucking donut that a fucking looks like a fucking grape is taking a turn in. No, I don't like jelly donuts. Oh my god. I don't god. like it. Don't like them. Wow. I've never liked them. Well, that just They're not I don't they're, they're, I, I know that's people, a sour ending to my salute I, to the jelly donut. <laughs> you know it's time and energy I put into I rounding up every jelly donut clip on the internet. You did a lot of work there. I, I did. feel bad about it. Wow. But I, I do not like a jelly donut. Well, I there's I like other donuts. You are I do not like jelly donuts. Incorrect. Sorry. And that's today's tragically ending. Oh, sorry. Oh I just I can't. I don't like them. That's a... Uh, that's like watching an air show <laughs> and then the guy comes out in the parachute and he's going to hit the target and then just the parachute just blows out and then he turns away and goes, Ooh, you just hear that the crowd just moaning. It's like a jelly donut exploded. <laughs> that's holiday. Holiday. <laughs> Holiday. Oh, holiday. Nay, 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 nay. Mm. Mommy, please buy me some jelly donuts. <laughs> that wasn't you as a kid. No, it was not. All right, let's take a look at the entertainment news in a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Ah, sad news. Douglas S. Kramer, television producer, has passed away at the age of 89. Not only... Was he one of the producers of a little TV show I like to call Batman? But he also worked on The Brady Bunch, Peyton's Place, then went on to work with a gentleman named Aaron Spelling. Mm. And together they gave us Love Boat, Vegas, Matt Houston. Damn. Yeah. Damn, that guy did a lot. Some of my favorites. Yeah. Then he did Wonder Woman on his own, Dynasty. Wow. This guy's responsible for a lot of wasted time in my life. This guy's a Hall of Famer of wasted time. Passing away at the age of 89. for him. Ellie Kemper is finally speaking about the uh, accusations that she is a racist. Remember I told you she ended up at a debutante Oh, yeah, the debutante thing. She was 19 years old. She was named Queen of Love and Beauty. Did she say she is a racist? She came out and said, yep, you got (laughs) busted. Got me. You got me. Dead to rights. I sure hate some black people. That's for sure. Uh, actually, no, you'll be surprised to know she came out and said she is not racist or anti-Semitic. Okay. That the organization that she did show up in and participate in that ball in her hometown that was centuries old and she was unaware of its uh, questionable sure she, past. I'm sure she was. And she's begging everyone's forgiveness because everyone was quick to try How about to... She's- begs everyone to calm the fuck down. That would be How a, about that? That would be a better thing Stop to Stop asking for forgiveness for something you didn't do that was wrong. Hi, guys. She writes on social media, when I was 19 years old, I decided to participate in a debutante ball in my hometown. The century-old organization that hosted the debutante ball had unquestionably racist, sexist, and elitist past. I was not aware of this history at the time, but ignorance is no excuse. I was old enough to have educated myself before getting involved. What kid at 19 says, all right, before I enter this beauty pageant. I gotta see. Can I take a look at your charter, please? And maybe, some, yeah, have any sort of minutes from past meetings so I can look back a hundred years and God. see what, what I'm dealing with That's here? That's insanity. I feel bad for her. She had to also go forth and say, I unequivocally deplore, denounce, and reject white supremacy. 
At the same time, I acknowledge that because of my race and privilege, I am the beneficiary of a system that has dispensed unequal justice and unequal rewards. She is uh, vowed to keep moving forward and to learn and to be better in the future, to which I would say you didn't do anything you didn't wrong, do anything wrong. P.S. Everyone calm the fuck down. Nobody lives a, uh, a, a perfect life in their past no. without being contaminated by some garbage along the way. Yeah. Especially in this country, when it's hard, anything old, older than a hundred years ago, I mean, yeah, I feel bad. Is going to have roots in racism and slavery. I feel bad for her. And let's not worry about the Ellie Kempers of the world, while Kid Rock still exists. Okay. <laughs> if you saw the most recent video of Kid Rock, but he was performing, and he took the microphone and started to go off on people who had their cameras, at their phones out, who were filming him. Why would you film him? I can't imagine. <laughs> Fuck your iPhone. He started to sing into the microphone. Oh. And then he said everyone who has an iPhone out was a fucking F, F word for gay person. Oh. So apparently slurs for gay people for anyone who was holding up their iPhone filming him. Is that word making a comeback? I, I don't think it ever left Kid Rock's vocabulary. Jesus. I guarantee. Uh, yeah, he was. A, it was a big gig. He was performing Saturday night at the Fish Lips Bar and Grill in Fish Lips. You heard me, <laughs> Fish Lips Bar and Grill in Smithville, Tennessee. Where they have scongeli and Fish Lips. <laughs> he had taken the stage, and uh, the crowd of uh, well, there were dozens on hand to witness it. Wow. Some of them were filming him, and he didn't care for it. Here's uh, wow. here's old kid himself losing his shit. Future. He's a charmer. He's a charmer, that Richie. He's actually treating his his couple of fans that way. Yes. That's terrible. And how is he shocked that people film stuff on their phones these days? When you're on stage before, man, and you look down, you see cameras, you can't be shocked. Did he just step out of <laughs> did he Rip Van Winkle? Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they're going to bring him back to the Fish Lips Bar and Grill for another, <laughs> for another concert tour. Burned that bridge. They sure did. And here's some good news. Rob Zombie, you may or may not like his music, but he is an entertaining guy, smart guy, and a talented guy. He has confirmed a longstanding rumor that he is doing a, a movie reboot of one of his favorite all-time TV shows. Attention, boils and ghouls. Zombie writes, my rumors are, the rumors are true. My next film project will be the one I've been chasing for 20 years. The Munsters, stay tuned for exciting de details as things progress. So it looks like he's going That's to great. bring the Munsters to yeah. the screen. Maybe Danzig will do the Adams Family. It'd be amazing. Now, now Rob Zombie has directed a ton of films. <laughs> so is Danzig. Does he really? He's, have you seen he's, 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 No, he's, I've never seen He did a films. couple of horror anthologies. They're pretty yeah. amazing. I've seen House of a Thousand Corpses. I've seen a few of the uh, Rob Zombie films. Rob it's, Zomb not, it's not my thing, per se. No. Rob Zombie's a far better director than Danzig. But if he's reined in and he's if they want to keep it like PG-13 or yeah. something, I think... He could put a little edge to it, though. I, I agree. Might be interesting. And I know he loves... The source material, and that's yeah. always a good sign when a fan is in charge yeah. of a reboot. It should be good. Now, admittedly, they won't let this bone go. They've been trying to bring the monsters back off and on since it first aired in 1964. Yeah. There's been TV reboots. They did one most recently with Jerry O'Connell and Eddie Izzard yeah. called Mockingbird Lane. That was Brian Singer. It was a colossal oh. failure. I mean, there's been a lot the, of attempts uh, to get it right. The and sequel no to the animated one's coming out soon. That's right. Yeah. No, that's Adam's Family. Adam's. Oh, that's Adam's. Not yeah. the monster. Sorry. Oh, don't, don't. You don't want to cross those streams. I'm sorry, everybody. There's two very distinct camps. Seems Either very you're similar to me. You're an Adam's Family fan, or mm. you're a Monsters fan. Guess I'm an Adam's Family. Never fan. the twain shall meet. So uh, we'll see what he does. But uh, I, right. I wish him well. All right, let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on June 8th. Singer Nancy Sinatra. Chairman of the board's daughter. She's 81 years old today. These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. Boom, 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 bo
biggest baseline in history. <laughs> Juliana Margulies from The Good Wife in ER is 54. Singer Chuck Negron of Three Dog Night is 79. One of the great voices in classic rock. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. Two can be as bad as one. It's the loneliest number since the number one. Uh, Griffin Dunn from American Werewolf in London. Okay. Plays uh, David Naughton's best friend in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also in a great Scorsese film called After Hours, which a lot Never of people... Never saw that. Oh, it's so good. Never saw that one. We should put that in the video vault. Uh, 66 today. Singer Boz Skaggs is 77. Boss Gags. We made. We used to make fun of him. My old show that we used to because oh. Cody's dad loves Boss Gags. Boss Gag rocks. <laughs> you don't know, man. Okay. Kathy Baker from Picket Fences, also another great movie performance in a movie called Clean and Sober with Michael Keaton. You ever see that? Film? Yes, that's a good film. She's great in that. Seventy-one singer Bonnie Tyler is seventy years old. Inexplicable that a woman with a voice that sounds like she's been gargling with old razor blades. <laughs> Could have as wow. many hits in the 80s as Bonnie Tyler did. <laughs> Not only Total Eclipse of a Heart, which was a big one, yeah. but this one off Footloose, remember? Have you seen the clip where they took uh, the end of Mandalorian season two when Luke shows up and go and cuts down all the, yeah, the dark troopers and they put to it that to that soundtrack? It's so good. That's yeah, pretty awesome. It's so good. That's a great tune. Uh, Dilbert cartoonist Scott Adams is 64 years oh, old. Oh, Dilbert. He's a dick. He's a wiener. And a yes, half. he is. Mick Hucknell. You going to make fun of him too? Mick Hucknell? Well, no, Hucknell's fine. Uh, from Simply Red. He's the red of Simply Red. Okay. 61. Kanye West is 44, not playing any of his music because it's my show. <laughs> Singer Alex Band of the band The Calling is 40. If your name is Alex Band, don't you just call your band the, the, band. the Alex Band? The Alex Band. The band. Alex Band. No, Alex I mean, band, don't, band. Band, band. Band, band. But they're The Calling. Keenan Ivory Wayans is 63, and Nick Rhodes of Dran Dran. He's 59 today. In the list of top 100 stripper names. Was Rio on that list? I don't remember. Is Rio, a great name for that's, a stripper. That's a much better name than some of the other ones that were on there. I agree. That's it for Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now, because it's Tuesday, it's time for us to take a look at one of your favorite TV theme songs of all time on TV Tunes Tuesday. Here we go. You know what day it is. It's TV Tunes Tuesday. On today's Ralph Report. 
like that one. Yeah, he likes that one. <laughs> this show ran on ABC from 1985 to 1992. Seven seasons consisting of 166 episodes created by Neil Marlins, who would later go on to create The Wonder Years and the Ellen sitcom as well. Very successful show. Can't believe we haven't done this one yet. Ralph, hey, Stephen, PV checking in for TV Tune Tuesday. Because you were talking about B.J. Thomas passing, and you listed some of his music. And yes, he did have some great hits back in the day. Really love his voice. The one raindrops keep falling on my head from Butch Cassidy, won an Academy Award, for God's sake. But um, the one that you didn't mention was a TV show that he voiced the theme song for. And the show is Growing Pains. Season one, it was just his voice, and it was kind of a montage of kind of old family photos through history kind of thing. But then in season two, they brought in Jennifer Warrens to sing with them in a duet. And that's when they did the montage of the actual characters in the, in the opening credits. So anyway, I enjoyed the show back when it was on. I know Kirk Cameron's kind of a... Dick. polarizing individual these days oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Dick. still made me laugh back in the day and uh hopefully you agree that this one's worth picking lmb and yo ho odie all right bye growing pains alan thick is one of the great tv dads dr yes. jason siever on that show joanna kearns of course as maggie his wife uh, dick kirk cameron <laughs> as mike <laughs> tracy gold as carol the youngest son ben until they had an extra kid because when those shows get long in the tooth start adding you gotta, uh, you gotta have a little kid younger characters always gotta have a little kid and then you gotta get another heartthrob once uh dick Kirk Cameron started to age out. Yeah. So they brought in a young actor named Leonardo DiCaprio that? in the seventh season. And actually, Steve, the complex uh, relationship with the TV theme and Growing Pains is even more complex than you mentioned. Yeah, the first season, they did have B.J. Thomas singing by himself. Here's a little bit of that. Show me that smile again. Don't waste little of the solo version from season one yeah. and you know it's funny it's an urban legend a lot of people think alan thick wrote the theme song to growing pains because well, he wrote so many other but he didn't jingles. do this one wow. he did facts of life he did his uh, late night talk show that the theme song actually did better than the show thick of the night <laughs> uh different strokes was also his but the show's creator neil marlins picked a professional songwriter named steve dorf who is the father of uh, Steven Dwarf, okay. Dorf, the actor, um, he did a lot of music for uh, country artists mostly. Okay. He wrote for Kenny Rogers and others. They asked him to write the theme song, and he wrote As Long As We've Got Each Other. It was his relationship with B.J. Thomas that got B.J. to sing it on the show. And as uh, Steve mentioned, Jennifer Warrens came in. She is known for her duets. She did uh, Time of My Life with um, the guy from the Righteous Brothers oh, yeah, for yeah. Uh, Dirty Dancing. Yeah, yeah. Also did Up Where We Belong with Joe Cocker. Oh, wow. So she came in to do a duet version. That's the version almost everyone recognizes immediately. Here it is, the Growing Pains theme song. Show me that smile again. Show me that smile. Don't waste another minute on your crying. We're nowhere near the end. We're So by season four, the show's a hit, and the writers of the theme song say, I bet we can extend this and release it as a single mm. and make some real money yeah. on it. So they got B.J. Thomas to reprise his role on the single version. Jennifer Warren's apparently not available, so they got uh, pop singer Dusty Springfield to come in and sing opposite really? him. 
So in season four of the show, yeah. they take that version, they shorten it down, Jennifer Warrens is out, and then Dusty Springfield is singing oh. in season four version of the Growing Pains theme song. Everybody hated that. Yeah, I don't like that one. So they dropped that. Season five, they bring back the Jennifer Warren's version. Okay. Then in season six, they drop BJ Thomas and Jennifer Warren's, and they bring in an acapella group. No. To do the theme song no. with no music whatsoever. No. Here's season six version of the Growing Pains theme song, As Long As We Got Each Other. As long as we got each other, we got the world spinning That sounds like something I would drunkenly mock at a college talent show. Why would they do that? I have no idea why they would fuck around. I guess I stopped watching it at that point. Well, I, everyone I, hated that one, too. Shocking. So in season seven, they brought back the uh, B.J. Thomas, yeah. Jennifer Warren's version, and that was the uh, the theme song throughout the end of Growing Pains. Ugh. So there you go. The very convoluted history of the Growing Pains theme song on this TV Tunes Tuesday. Here we go, you know what day it is. It's TV Tunes Tuesday. On today's Ralph Report. Oh, I like that one. All right, kids, that's it for today's show. Come on back tomorrow. We're going to have fun. Why? Well, because it's Wednesday. And you know Wednesdays. There's always that fun thing that mm -hmm. everybody likes mm -hmm. that we do. It's a thing that's a Wednesday. One-hit wonder? You got we take a smash hit single and we talk about the artist that performed it and reaped the benefits of that fame and glory. And then, like sand through the hourglass, just <laughs> slip through their fingers. Also, Steve Ashton's going to be on hand. Let's hear his reaction. Oh, I can't wait. To Eddie Pence's artwork. I cannot wait. I bet it's going to be nothing but hijinks. <laughs> We're going to have a good time tomorrow, but it's not as good unless you join us. So please come back. In order to do that, you got to take care of yourself. So I beseech you. Stay Good in the hood. Wear that mask, wash those hands, get vaccinated, do all the stuff you can to protect yourself. Social distance? I say yes. Stay sweet at six feet. Because life is life. We want yours to be long, happy, and healthy. At least until tomorrow so you can come back and listen to the show. Because it's really, it's all about us. Yeah, really? All right, kids, we'll talk to you then. Until tomorrow, love you, mean it. Bye. <laughs>